so I pull up Google, I click there, and all these bikes come up with Ducati. Do you think it was shocking? Can I f***ing say it? <laughs> I have this joke lined up for some f***ing oh, ruining it! <laughs> Right. Okay, so first up, we don't have a name yet. Right. But yeah, I read we start with some veterinary stories initially because. Wait, who, who are you? <laughs> what? Who are you? <laughs> we'll start with veterinary because, well, um, we live and breathe veterinary science because we work as veterinarians and then we come home and are overpowered with veterinary questions from each other. So, uh, unfortunately. We are living and breathing veterinary science, or at least that's how it feels sometimes. Yes, but who are you? <laughs> What's your name? Introduce yourself. Yes, so, my name's Christian, and this is my... Partner, as they call it in the UK. Partner. And we've recently moved over from South Africa to UK, England, Great Britain... Portsmouth, to be more specific. Brexit. I don't know what's the difference. Where are we? United Kingdom. What's the difference between Great Britain and There's a lot United of Kingdom? One's including Ireland, one's including Wales. There's a, there's a definite distinction. Anyway. <laughs> but moved over from South Africa. Been here six months. First initial thoughts landing. In the UK, what were they? Oh my word, I can see my bag. Off to a good start <laughs> on the conveyor belt. And so it didn't, didn't get lost. The bag didn't get lost. No. Because they said with the British Airways, British, British Airway, people say that you lose bags. Not in our case. Yeah, and then walking to the, the people that came to pick us up. It's so nice to see my cousins who I haven't seen in so long. And then? And then the stress started. Although it already began before moving over. As easy as they say it is to no, move over to the UK from no. South Africa. I'm surprised there's so many people doing it because it is way harder. <laughs> yeah. Everyone made it seem so easy. Just because a lot of people are doing it doesn't mean that it's easy. What was the, what was the big stresses? Of coming over, like we needed to find accommodation Biggest. while we were still in South Africa, which is a big stress because we like they don't trust us. Coming from Africa, you have no references either. No. They'll definitely pick a local over you. So the first few places we applied for, we didn't even get responses because they're just not interested. And after that, we learned we have to write doctor everywhere in the letter of applying to make sure they think we're decent people <laughs> and then finally got this little place not bad it's probably other, other things to be stressed about is sim cards you had an issue with yeah. your sim card i didn't want to activate the car was a stress of us because we knew we needed one car and the other thing is a uh, a bank a bank, bank account was a tough one yeah. I got declined by everyone. If anybody works for a bank, if you could please maybe accept me or consider me as a <laughs> as a member because only Revolut accepted me. Definitely. I got one easy with Monza. Monza. But I tried Starling, didn't want to give me. Chase didn't want to give me. And then you tried everyone and Monza and Monza also didn't want to give you one. Declined by Monzo, declined by Starling, declined by Barclays, declined by Chase. Revenue took them, so whoop whoop. Um, yeah. and Luckily we came over during a, a, a good time of year, spring. But it's going to start getting depressing now. Getting dark very early. And you, well, you're, you're, a, uh, you're a, morning, a morning routine person. Yeah, so I do everything basically at night still. Because 5, 6 a.m. is completely dark. So runs are not morning sunrise runs. They're night runs. <laughs> With a barely lit up promenade hoping I don't sleep in dog poo. 
So we finally got a nice place. We got a bank sorted out. We got our phone numbers sorted out. We got a car. We got uh, oh, and that was the other thing, getting a nice car because like a few years ago, um they said it's so cheap to get a second hand car in the UK. Cost nothing. Thousand pounds gets you a nice Porsche or a Lamborghini or something. <laughs> no. No, not anymore. So we got a little feisty, feisty fiesta. A very sexual fiesta. Have you seen that number plane? With the number plane. Booty for JJ. <laughs> booty for <laughs> JJ. I don't want our number plane online. Oh. So let's just do the booty for JJ bit. Okay. And then not what you said. <laughs> yeah. Sure. We'll bleep that. Uh, what do you think about our background? I probably can't even see it on the on the recording. Do you think it's too light? Yeah, I definitely can't see what it is. But it's basically stock images of veterinary practices. Imagine we work like this every day. Nice, bright. Nice, nice and bright lit consult rooms. Nice sunlight pouring in through the windows. Because where we work, there's no windows in the building. You're just in your little consult room. And lock, they're locking in Artificial room. Work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And every 15 minutes, you are required to do something and to speak to the new person. Yeah, more than every 15 minutes because you've got your consult, 15 minutes, and then your next consult, 15 minutes. And in between that, you have to do... You have to do everything. You have to phone your other clients. You have to manage your in in house. Patience. In house patience. Patience. So having a car is such a blessing because. I think the bigger blessing is having parking. <laughs> That's having parking in the UK is like you've made it in life. You've made it top level. I'm getting to that. So. Cars having having a car is the biggest blessing, but there's a massive burden that comes with that, and that is to find parking. Oh, I thought you were going to say all the taxing. No, and to pay for parking, which is ridiculous. Yeah, you can't you can't like back in South Africa just drive to the beach and go to the beach. You have to pay for the the parking. You have to pay to go onto the beach. You have to pay to look at the beach. You have to pay to breathe the air there. Because it's an ocean air. Because it's, it's a not... clean zone, so your car cannot um, be yeah. contaminating all, the air. All that stuff. <laughs> right. So it's quite a burden, yet such a blessing, because the public transport is not London. So to get around, it's completely a necessity. Unless you're like Christian that just has a bicycle and, you know, in the, all the weather conditions, he can barely, make it. <laughs> barely a form of transport, my bicycle. It's an old second-hand 50 kilogram, but... Um, yeah, but does it work? It's barely. It's horrible. Yeah, so this is the first first podcast. It's obviously not ideal. It's, we've tried to make it work, so we don't have any lighting. We're recording audio on the phone, um, so it might be a complete disaster. What do you think? Is it going to be a hit? Is it going to be a hit podcast? I'm not doing it for everyone else. I'm doing it for myself. Why? Because it's something we've been discussing that we should do. And if my family can just see this and have the good laughs, then that's satisfying enough for me. And the fact that I can tick off my list of things that I've done, experiences that I've done in podcasts, is I'm quite a, a doer. So that's something to say, okay, I've tried that, done that. So if this doesn't take off, it's not a big deal for me at all. I don't expect it to. Basically, you can show my family back home as well as the cousins here what our everyday life is like and hopefully they can have a few laughs. So, the job. Your ex- expectations, did it, did, it, did it meet your expectations? No. The job. Why? No. I expect it to be a surgeon by now. Besides that, they call us veterinary surgeons here. Back in South Africa, we studied six years to get the title as doctor because we are a doctor there as a veterinarian and here we don't have that title. 
What's your name here? Christian. <laughs> Christian. Or Chris. Or what Oliver calls me at work is Christina. <laughs> Christina Angulera. Angulera? Angulera? Angry? Ankle? <laughs> and Dan calls me Christopher. <laughs> what do they call you at work? Larissa. And most people can say that. Not, no nicknames? No. Luris? No. Luriscal? Well, the practice manager of South Africa. Rascal. Says Lariska. Or anything he can end it with that's not sir, as it's supposed to be. He'll call it. And I found a client, actually, that said it's her mom's name, and she's Russian. And I asked if I'm Russian or if some Russian heritage, and said not at all. Do they think you're Russian? Which is by the client, because her mom's Russian, and, well, she's Russian, but her mom's name's also Larissa. Well, they think I'm either Australian, and then a new one this, this week was um, French. So, we oui, oui. That's French. I thought I made a good joke. Oui, oui. No, I'm just there, sorry about like... <laughs> <laughs> it. To be honest, I don't even know we oui, oui is a French word. No. No, most people tune, you're a South African. I'm like, good guess. <laughs> yeah, it's strange how many South Africans we have as clients. Um, anyway, off topic. I was saying expectations as a vet. Did they meet the expectations? No. Why not? Oh, you already said. Touchy subject. But I mean, I mean, explain your day. Tell me a day, a, a day in a life, no? A day in a life of a UK veterinarian. There you go. A day in a life as a UK veterinarian. As a Larissa from South Africa UK veterinarian, how do you do your day? Hey guys, who's that grabber name? Let's go in. No, don't you wake up at three in the morning to start your morning? Not quite. Five a.m. alarm, even though you may think it's three a.m. Yes. And I'm not struggling to get up that much because I find if I don't set my five a.m. alarm and I'm like, oh, went a bit a bit later than usual, and you set it about five thirty-six, I wake up at five. So I just get up. And then. I don't snooze ever. It just makes you tired and I have the worst dreaming as if I need to be waking up and I'll wake up every five minutes after that because I know I need to get up. So that that doesn't work for me. So alarm rings, get up, have a cup of tea, usually have my bread in the bread makers. Your morning poo? No, that's after the tea. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Usually make freshly made bread, so I wake up to the smell of a bakery which is fantastic cut one of those warm slices usually burn my fingers on the tray <laughs> melt that butter in so have a slice of homemade bread and some tea and then a morning poo <laughs> <laughs> and then the fuck around until six yeah it used to be light but no longer so then i'll hit hit the gym or go for a run and then get back by seven then I usually stagger in in a massively pumping mood with the, my drum and bass and blasting. then I arise and you're there just mute <laughs> and I want to either tell you about this new drum and bass song <laughs> and, and you're just the usual comment you're too much right now I've oh, just woken up, up. <laughs> but anyway then I wake up and then I make breakfast while you go shower, then you come back, eat together, and then off to work. Start work, half past seven, half past eight, half past eight, we get to work. And then... 15 minutes consults, um, and then if it's a first consult, if you're lucky, it's a 30 minute, which is the best thing. So any veterinary practice that's listening on this, I can't emphasize enough how good the 30 minute consults have been. I know it was a trial in my where I worked um, initially, they tried it and then they moved it to you as well. And they haven't gone back. They thought they were going to be losing money and we're doing the best from what I understand than they've ever done. Yeah, so I, I, I just can't, I don't know how you 
be able to do anything in 15 minutes besides about vaccinations. Because even you, you would get 15 minutes for vaccinations, but if you, if you do anything else, you, you are late. You're compromising the quality of the service. So, so I don't know how you do anything I, else in 15 minutes. I don't know how they do it either. A skin case in 15 minutes. I do need fun. I need to learn to control the room better. So I let the person talk and I'm a big talker. So I'm always late if it's a 15 minutes long, so it's enough. That's the most important part, I think. It's just making the client feel that they are in control while you are actually in control. So when they walk in and they're like messing around with the dog and they they start explaining to you like, so three weeks ago um, this started and then they explain the whole life story and you haven't even touched the dog. So... Right, they start talking and say, well, can we get him on the, the table so long? And then I start feeling, and then I said, yes, you were saying, and then they continue. So you're doing a physical exam while they're While talking. they're already talking, yeah, because otherwise, like, if they talk 10 minutes and then I first have to look at the dog, oh, my word, that'd be a mess. I often say, I'm going to type while you talk. So, so that's also a way. Straight onto the computer as they're talking. Hmm. It definitely saves time. No, anything else that you think saves time in a consult room? Your nursing team. They have my back and I can't appreciate them enough. They're saving me each time. So if it's any blood work or anything they can help with, they take over. And they'll send the dog out front when they're done. So I just finalize the ball, let the owner pay, give it over to the nursing team, and the nursing team will carry on with whatever needs to be performed. And then they take the dog out front to reception. I usually like doing the blood. If, if I'm really behind, then yes, I let the nurses do it. But I usually like taking blood. Even though I don't get it all every time, I feel like I'm quite, quite all right at taking blood. Then aggressive patients, more or less than South Africa? More. I feel like there's, there's definitely more aggressive dogs. Or just shitty dogs. Like, it's these, it's these scared cavapoos and scared English, what's the terriers things? Anything with a poo, really. Cavalier, no. But, yeah, all these cavapoos. Spaniels. Spaniel, that's the word, yeah. Scared and nippy and owners are like, no, he, he doesn't bite, he's fine. And then, or they don't even say, warn you. And the dog just like, wants to kill you. And that's where I just get fed up. That's why I'm like, okay. But I say calm, obviously, in the concert room. And I'm like, oh, oh we are going to struggle today. We're going to struggle today. Let me just take him to the back. Right? Okay, come on. No, don't worry. He's just a bit, yeah, he's just a bit scared. And in my head, I'm like, oh, us, dog. <laughs> Yeah. I do find them better away from the owners because they definitely feed off them. And if I, I'll say that, do you know if he's better away from you? Can I examine him in, in the back? And usually they're happy to do that and then get a muzzle straight on. I don't have time to be fighting or worried about a side eye and a nip. Right. Muzzle on, we're both safe, dogs happy. And just do a full clinical exam and then bring him back. And usually they're fine. To be fair, I haven't been. Have I been? I've been nipped by a dog, but the ones that get you are the cats. <laughs> and these yeah. are not self-harm scratches. You know, these are cat scratches. <laughs> yeah, cat scratch bites anything. Yeah, they're the worst cats. I hate or oh, aggressive cat. Oh, that's the worst thing for me to deal with. I know some people like to deal with them somehow more. They enjoy dealing with the aggressive cats more than the aggressive dogs. What do, what do you prefer? I don't mind. The aggressive cats, it depends. So you can wrap them in a blanket and the nurses on my team are, I mean, like my, where I'm working compared to yours, I don't know what We're it's working like. at separate practices. Sister practices. Still, yeah, separate, yeah. And they're really good, so they know how to handle aggressive cats. We've got those like garden gloves for like thorn trees that you mm. 
and we use those on the cats so that we don't get scratches. You have to restrain them well, otherwise it's um, injuring your team and it's keeping the patient safe as well. If you're just letting the cat fly around the room, it's not good handling on the cat or... How do I say it? No, no, I'm not listening. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I zoned out completely. Cats, bad. Dogs, better, but they still piss me off when they're angry. Anyway. Yeah, I think I might take an aggressive cat or an aggressive dog. My thing is, I don't like walking into a consult room with an unknown dog or unknown, unknown animal in the sense of a cat can change while i walk when a, when a, when an aggressive dog comes in i can see it's aggressive but the cat sometimes they just look a bit oh, a bit scared but you'll manage and you'll manage and then the next one looks the same a bit scared and then that one just decides nope not today and ruins your arms but i find that the cats can give you a better warning so either either usually on auscultation i'm listening i'm see i start growl you're like, oh, we're aggressive. But see, that's what I mean. Like, you only realize, like, a dog walks in, you're like, I'm, you can spot I'm, them better, I'm yes. not even going to try with you. Where cats, you're like, I can try, and then you almost find out during the console, oh shit, oh shit, this is not going to happen. You should get a growl or hiss, and then I know where I am. I'm like, okay, we've, we've hit that threshold. Yeah. I want to talk about Rottweiler. Have you heard about, have you heard about, a rotty rumble. No. First time this week I heard the guy comes in, Rottweiler puppy. Sweet, like I love Rottweilers. Like we you know we grew up with yeah. them. So I love them to death and they they're the sweetest dogs ever if you if you obviously raise them correctly. Like they're lovely dog. Small little puppy and this is actually the first client that I'm actually having a chat with. Because all the others, I'm like, hi, let's see vaccination, goodbye. <laughs> this one, I had something in common. I'm like, I like Rotties. And he's like, me too. Like, no shit. <laughs> and then he said, he, he asked me because he said he grew up with the Rotties. And then he had another dog a few years ago. And now finally he's got the puppy again. And then someone told him about the Rotty Rumble. And it's apparently that they do like a growl, like a, like a growl when they're happy as well. And I was like, nope, I've never heard about that. Because I, I don't know if it's just people trying to, like, let's say their dog is aggressive and just be like, and it's growling and they're like, no, don't worry. It's just the rotty rumble. He actually likes you. <laughs> Something. <laughs> But some bullshit story. Some bullshit story. <laughs> and that's the thing. Now, Rotties growl because they're friendly most of the time. <laughs> you were saying? The Rotties in the UK are very much like the Rotties that I've had in South Africa and the same experience, and I was surprised about that. <laughs> and that is, I've had to muzzle the UK Rottweilers, and I thought things would be different. I haven't had a great Rottweiler experience here in the UK. They've all been growly and super aggressive. and it was, The Rotty Rumble. It must have been this <laughs> Rotty Rumble. But um, the previous Rotty, or the last Rotty I had, was also probably my most aggressive dog now that I've had. Yeah. The owner was very much like the dog. <laughs> also aggressive. They were young, a young couple. Yeah. And she was, what, 19 or so. Yes. And she sent her partner, her boyfriend, in to, with the dog. And I couldn't assess the ears. It was painful. The dog was growly and he just would not sit still to get an otoscope down his ears. And I had to send him home with some anti-inflammatories and come back to reassess. Chilbert. With the chilbert called right. because I cannot touch this dog. And we got in a complaint because I sent it home without giving medication for the ears. So Did they complain? Yeah. So, But it was the girl who complained. But she wasn't there. And that happens a lot, I find. The complaining one is the other partner who was not present. Yeah. And they're usually a bigger mouth, but they have no idea what happened. And it's usually the girl. I've had it the other way as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and anyway, the dog comes back in with the chill protocol and still aggressive. I cannot assess the dog. 
take it to the back, muzzle it, try it with the nurses, it's a no-go. Then they demand that they will be coming to the back with me while holding their dog because it's going to be fine. And oh, I was like, no, we're going to not go to the back. That's not that's a no-go zone for you, gal. Um, mm. We're going to do it in the room and you're welcome to hold. But then you need to hold well. Like You need to keep the dog's head still because I don't want to hurt him. I'm going to be putting a scope down his ear. Yeah. And they couldn't hold him. And then they understood Okay, we, now we can see how aggressive he is towards you. And the problem is that it just gets more and more worked up, so that he just got more and more aggressive. And Sedate, GA. Yeah, so and then, of course, guess up. what? They yeah. have no money. Oh. Don't you find that the most aggressive and most demanding clients are usually the ones with no the, money? There's definitely, if you draw a graph, a big correlation to the less money they have, the more, more aggressive and demanding are. they are. Yeah, the more things they want from you as well. Yeah. Mm. If you're not going to give them those things, you're a bad vet. And you will be receiving snotty email. Yeah. So with regards to this aggressive rotty, so I'm like, remember, he's coming back. He's probably a bit more chilled than the chill protocol. But you know when they give you those eyes like, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah. I'm closer to your consult room. He's coming into your house. So I'm like, hello. And also now the owner's aggressive, dog's aggressive. I'm like, you're the boss of the room, girl. <laughs> Quit myself. Yeah. Get there. And I'm like, oh my God, it's going to kill me. <laughs> and Ross, he gives you the eyes as he walks in. He's like, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> I'm like, this is my house. <laughs> you're in my room. <laughs> Trying to be bigger than the dog. Um, and then you've got the owner on the side as well. So come on, guys. This is a serious adrenaline rush. Yeah. It's something I struggle with to keep calm in those situations where you have an aggressive dog or cat or anything that you can't handle. So what fun have you had and what crazy things have you seen since being here? Do you have any funny stories? I've seen some weird shit. <laughs> I've seen some cracked out people <laughs> on the regular outside our flat fighting with the police but um one one thing i saw the other day was when um i went to tesco to buy like cream or something i can't remember but walked in there and busy by the aisle looking for whatever and this guy walks in and he's like bald it'll make sense right <laughs> it's bald walks in goes to the shampoo straight to the shampoo takes the shampoo squirts the shit out in his hand rubs it all over his head he's bald puts it back and walks on and like the 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 staff like try and stop him and like listen whoa you, you can't just come in and take like little little samples of what we have and then like it's like opening up a pack of chips and having some chips and leaving and they're like no you have to pay and then he just ran just ran away some shampoo on his bald head do you think he was dead to you no <laughs> i don't think he was dead i think it was 100 percent his one intention that he wanted to do he, he wanted to go in there grab shampoo and put it on his head for no reason it's one story Oh, another thing, it's more of like, I can't believe it, is that you can, we were walking down the beach, the, I don't know if you can even call it a beach, it's more just rocks and shit, and there's no waves, so it's more like a lake or something, <laughs> but at the beach, and like late afternoon, and I see this guy like walking with this big uh, trolley thing, walking onto the beach and I'm like it looks like it looks like a weeber like a thing you bry out of or have a barbecue out of and I'm like what's this guy doing and he's like making and he's making a fire on the beach and like back in South Africa that's a no-go so I'm just like police is just gonna come out of the bushes and grab this oak now and rip him off the beach and then next moment you see like five other people making little fires so yeah you can make a fire on the beach and then the other thing is you can walk with a glass of beer 
down the street. It's the weirdest thing ever to see someone with a glass, not like a bottle or anything, it's a glass, walking down the street with beer. Hey? And you can cycle without a helmet, no problem. You can, but I think if you get in an accident, you be like... Christian, the whole thing is that it's the things you can. In South Africa, you're supposed to be wearing a helmet if you're on the bike on the road. Well, you won't get fined for it in South Africa. No, you don't get fined for shit in South Africa, come on. You do! <laughs> okay. Crazy shit that you've seen. Crazy shit. Veterinary or UK life? UK. Nothing. Sorry, all mine relate to veterinary because I have no life. Okay, but anything, anything that you've seen that you like, what? The you kids. Can... The kids. What kids? Everyone having kids. Oh my word. <laughs> yeah. If you walk on the promenade, every single young girl will have a pram that she is pushing. Below, probably between 18 and 20 25. years old. It's crazy. I'm like, what? I'm like, you're, but you're still a child. You're still a child. <laughs> I don't want a child. Everyone here knows their great-grandparents. It's crazy. Yeah, because everyone gets kids. So yeah. <laughs> and that trend carries on per generation. Yeah, but I've heard it's because of that. <clears throat> they get grants and shit. Yeah, so they do it for the money. Same in South Africa. Yeah, for that 350 rand. Well... <laughs> Buy a lot, you can buy a lot of pop with that money. Enough to feed, yeah. Porridge, a lot of porridge. Segment of weird vet stories. One. Vet, or weird vet stories. What Education do you call the segment? We can't talk at the same time. What do you call the segment? Education session. Actually, education session. Tongue twister. <laughs> We're teaching the clients how to behave in a consult room. Things to do and things not to do. Do's and don'ts in the consult room. As a client. When you bring do's and do's and don'ts in the consult room when you bring your little furry in. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. My thing is, how's it going with the temperature checks of every dog? Do you also get comments? The owners always have something to say about me sticking a thermometer up the butt. And the worst one yes. has got to be, yeah, I know that's not nice. Or, you're hurting him and he's got blood coming out of his butt, but I'm sure the thermometer is doing that too. Whoa. Whoa. What? what did you say? I know that hurts. Yes. Is that what someone said to you? Yes. I know that hurts. <laughs> so you know what oh, they've I'm done sorry, at home. I don't need to know that. <laughs> Just not comment, eh? It's like a dad joke. Oh, I know it hurts. Or you're so brave. And oh, oh this is not. It's not going to be nice. It's going to be over shortly. Oh, he knows what's coming. Oh, yeah. Cool. Ha ha. Ha ha. Lame. But speaking about putting thermometers up buttons, cats. Is it just me? Well, it's the most difficult thing, even if you've lubed up that thermometer so much, to put it in a cat's bum. Is it just me that struggles with that? The more challenging bit is to hold the cat still while you're doing it. Yeah, but still, like, I don't know what's going on in that bum hole. Because I push it, it's lubed up. So and there's a sphincter? Yeah, but it's lubed <laughs> up and I push it and it's like, if it, it just gets stuck. It doesn't want to go in ever. Well, I don't push it that far in. Just needs to it doesn't but then again you also have to hold the cat and which freaks out and i don't take temperatures in a cat unnecessarily so if it's not a sick cat i'm not taking it i i do i always do if it's eating i always take temperatures of every single animal that comes in because that's what we're supposed to do if it's, if it's <laughs> eating well its temperature might be raised because it's in the consult room and it's busy shaking of terror so it's going to be a raised temperature and how do you know to call it? So if it's a sick animal, I'll take it. But if it's a healthy animal, I don't always have to take that, in my opinion. It's not going to give me enough diagnostic information. Yeah. Feels like we're on the casting couch. 
What's a casting couch? Do you not know what the casting couch is? I didn't is? watch TV. It's not on TV. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on. So, you were saying funny stories in the consult room. Do you also find that when you're listening to the heart of the dog, that you go on the left side and then they're holding the dog against you and then you go round to the other side and you just basically punch the owner's boob? And you're like, <laughs> punch their boob. Sorry. <laughs> I just ignore it and carry on. I just apologize. But a lot of the ladies like to hold the little fluff here. And I can't assess your dog if it's here. When it's inside your boobs, part because of your boobs. Because I don't know where I can touch and how to, how to get round. And with you cowering over it, he's just more likely to. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do then if you do? I'm like, let's put him on the feel, table. Feel a boob. Just apologize and move right. on. I'll just keep quiet and act like that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what you guys do because sometimes I'm like, oh, it must be so inappropriate, and then I'm like, I'm probably sure that they're comfortable because it's me and I'm also a little girl and they don't really care. But if it's one of the male <laughs> my Well, I think account. it all depends on how you react. So if you do that and you give her a smile, I think that's the wrong way to... Because <laughs> then sorry. she's going to be freaked out. If you act like nothing happened, then I think she's more like, okay, that was probably an accident. Then, funny things inside the consult room. That's really busy. Chips and chats that you've had with the owners. I just catch myself sometimes like, yes, hello, how are we? And, oh, you're such a good boy. And then I have this moment where I freeze and I have this out-of-body experience looking at myself and I'm like, who are you? <laughs> Why are you speaking like that? <laughs> and I want to throw up and I want to punch this guy that's impersonating me to speak like that because <laughs> it's the most embarrassing thing ever. And I don't care. I mean, I care. Care about any, any, every, and any animal as much as any and every animal always. But not that much. <laughs> <laughs> not. Hey, how are you much? No. I realise my famous line is, especially with cats, I'm like, oh my word, he, she's so beautiful. Really? She's the best coat ever. Look at her colours. And I'm like, you speak to the class like that? Not quite, that's exaggerating. Oh. But I just basically compliment them on the way that their cat looks. I mean, most cats for me are beautiful, so I'm not lying. And then the ugly ones, I just don't say it. But I find everyone's cat is the most beautiful thing in the whole world. And I'm like, Larissa, shut the fuck up. No, my thing is perfect. And I got it from one of the other vets that, that I work with. What? Perfect. Saying perfect? Yes. And they'd be like, so he's been eating and drinking well. So perfect. That's perfect. And then they're like, yeah, and he's, he's thrown up twice. And it said, per, and then I'll just say that word perfect. And then I'm like, well, not perfect. And, oh, sorry. Oh, my word, that reminds me in euthanasia is when they're like, thank you, thank you. And you're like, pleasure. No, I didn't mean that, I promise. It's not a pleasure. It's not a pleasure. It's like, don't worry, I know what you meant. Yeah. Like, oh, Clarissa. I'm just, just like, all right, all right, yeah. Yeah, I have to force myself not to say pleasure yeah. when putting a dog to sleep. you got to watch what you say. Me. I just say, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the other week I had... Um, Someone asked me what was in the Ducat vaccine, so... What is in the Ducat vaccine? No, virus? I think it's one of the... And... Trachiatis. <laughs> so because vets. I get I promise. Vets. Because I get confused, I googled it. I'm like, before I say the wrong thing, the Ducat and Trachiatis, one is two, obviously, one is three. I typed it in and it came up. Um, but I spelled Ducat wrong. Oh. It, Google was like, did you mean Ducati? <laughs> so all uh, these bikes come up anyway were you I, in the console yes, but while in, you google this yeah. just showing a bunch of motorcycles on the screen while I'll get there while that's, the my whole, there. that's my whole story cool. so I googled it um, about the Ducat vaccine and google was like did you mean Ducati minimised then the next client walks uh, in and asks me something so I pull up google I click there and all these bikes come up with Ducati. Do you go shopping? Can I fucking say it? <laughs> I have this joke lined up for some 
keep ruining it. <laughs> so yes. I put up the Google screen and there's just these bikes and it's like Ducati and I'm like, whoop, next tab. And he's like, oh, I've been checking Ducatis out there. And I'm like, if only I wish. But it's like, in my head, I'm like, well, you can think I'm that cool. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, that's, that's a Duke that vaccine that I was following, like, well, he thinks yeah. I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, I always, because you, you can see what um, the dogs and cats are coming in for on the consult list of the day. And then it would be like, cat acne. And I'm like, what? I've never heard about cat acne. And then I Google it. Oh, the other name. And then I just always have to remember to, to close it before they come in because... This has happened to me too. Well, really? Where they see you've but Googled the, yeah. something. But it's usually a product name because I don't know what the active ingredient is and it's different names oh. in Africa. So I've Googled what this medication they're on. And, then, and they see like you... And they see you've Googled... What, what is, is this medication? What is propylene syrup? <laughs> What's that syrup? It's for the... It's estrogen. What's it called? For the sphincter. What's it called? Incontinence. Propylene syrup. Propylene, oh. And I was like, what is propylene syrup? And the owner comes in for the, the dog comes in and then she asks me something else that I wanted to Google and I bring up the screen and it's like, what is this medication? And then this owner probably thinks I'm Googling everything. (laughs) Yeah. I've needed to Google a lot of things starting to work here in the UK. And I've also learned that it's okay to do it in front of the owner. So if it's something I'm unsure, yeah. So I think I'm unsure, I bring up a proper data sheet that something's or renowned, a well, well-known medication a or what? Reliable. Reliable source. If you know a reliable source, you bring that up and you get the side effects or the data sheets or whatever you need and you can show it to them on your screen because then you can go through it with them mm-hmm. and you can show them where to find it as well. So I don't mind googling things with my clients and and then at least showing them reliable links and um, oh. saying it not just from my mouth but here it is registered in the data sheet of this product and they can actually read that themselves um, yeah. yeah 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 that's my story <laughs> that's my story not in this one let me see what I've got in my notes a few more funny stories Veterinary or UK related? Vet. Veterinary? Okay, go for it. Oh. I wanted to tell you the story so long now. I've been wanting to tell you Is this one of them that you wouldn't tell me before and because you were waiting to tell me on here to get my real reaction? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, had this dog come in. It's like this staffy slash bully Top dog. I don't know what it is. Probably not a bully. Yeah. Knowing this whole commotion about yes. the breeds. Um, and it's super busy. And this lady brings the dog in and has a lamp here on the on the bottom jaw. Having a look at the lamp, blah, 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 whatever. I've got a student with me in the room. Ah, it's already so much stress just having to deal with this console. Now there's a student there that I have to try and impress. Because now... In general, when the client's in the room, I have to act like I know what I'm doing. Now, in between consults, I still have to act like what I know what I'm doing because the student is still with me then. <laughs> I don't have that free time to be like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but anyway, take a sample, give it back to the owner. They both leave at the same time. It's almost, the dog almost runs out. They're both in the passage and I close the door. And as I close the door, I just hear the biggest crash or something outside like a thud like a boop and i just hear someone screaming so i look through my little window and there she is lying face down hands to the side on on her face so she's obviously fallen and she's just laying there and i just look to the student and I'm like I'm not dealing with that now <laughs> and I just stay in my consult room and start typing my notes 
But there's people outside helping. He's yeah, safe. obviously. But I'm like, oh, I should really probably go outside and help. But I'm just like, oh, I can't deal with this shit now as well. Like, it's been a, it's been a rough day as well. And I'm like, oh, I can't. And then I look through the window a bit later and she's still lying, flat down. And like everyone has moved and practice managing, everyone is around them. Finally, they get her up, and it's just blood everywhere. Oh. And I just see blood running down her nose. So she's broken her nose. And I don't say, I don't say a word about this. See her in a week. She comes into my consult room, black. Like, oh. you can see she's broken her nose. It's just dark and black underneath her eyes, like bloodshot eyes and everything. I don't say a word. I just say... How's it going with Dougie? And oh. talking to her about the results. And there you go, shit, shit. You can go again. Bye-bye. Just act like I've got no clue about it. You are so British. Yeah, it's That's horrible. exactly what the British people do. It's horrible. They will ignore and be polite <laughs> yeah. the whole end. This is me. What happened to your face? What did we say? <laughs> what happened to your face? What happened to your face? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think that's enough stories. Cool. Next up, I was thinking is a Pinterest question. A Pinterest question? You know What's I, that? You know if I ask you, oh, that's where I'm getting all my questions from. You know, I ask you random shit, like in the mornings when we're chilling together, and then like, yeah, you've you have been to ask, answer. You've been asking a lot of I stuff. I like them. What's the Pinterest? Because it gets us talking and thinking about things. What's a Pinterest question? Like, what's your favorite hobby when you were a kid? And then you argued with me that ballet isn't a hobby. It was an extramural that my parents forced me no. to do. <laughs> and does it no. count as a hobby still? I just I just think that, yes, you've got hobbies, you've got ballet and all that stuff. But none of those things was probably your own decision. Might have been. It might have been. Nothing was at our age. I yes. Mean, everything but, I was mean, decided Yeah, probably. and that's why I feel like you must have like your forced hobbies that you were forced into and your personal chosen art and even if you're like i want you to do ballet and after two weeks you're like i don't want to do it anymore and then you have to do it for five more years because you <laughs> wanted to do it i still don't think that counts as like that person but like one that i said was drawing like just sketching or that what do you call it doodling doodling Doodle. doodling that's well, what mine I like was in do. street soccer because that's something we chose to do after school no, yours was playing <laughs> and playing at my neighbor's friends houses because they had cooler toys than me and because they had dstv <laughs> using them for their dstv yeah, but they were my friends too <laughs> <laughs> okay where were we off topic oh pinterest question sure it was silly things like what traits so are you gonna make your own pinterest question now and ask me no i'm gonna get it off pinterest oh. <laughs> i thought this <laughs> this is the new segment that you're gonna Ask similar questions to the Pinterest question. No, I'm going to go on Pinterest and get some questions. Okay. But it was things like, what trait do you not like in your parents? Well, with that's going to be very deep personal stuff. Stuff like that. And it's like, oh, yeah. Okay. I think we need a lot more light-hearted questions. But do you remember those that I did? Yes, I did. Still, still thinking about them. Oh, these Pinterest ones now it's like because you've clicked on something it brings yeah. up and this one's like what triggers my feelings of unworthiness and how can I oh, overcome them? It was never this deep. Yeah, <laughs> whoa. What is the source of my recent negative behaviour? Absolutely not. <laughs> it was fun things. No, do you remember? Fun Pinterest questions, not why do you feel worthless questions. <laughs> it was things like what would you do if you wanted to treat yourself? And don't give me the last so, answer. How <laughs> would watch a movie? And I said, I'd eat a tub of ice cream. Yeah, eat a tub, eat a tub of ice cream. The go-to ice cream of the week. Because every moment, week, yes, it's a different I one. Like grab onto different flavours and I'm like, this is the best thing we've ever tasted in the entire world. And then a few weeks later, I'm like, no, I hate that flavour. On to the next. I'm a new person now. <laughs> it's like an hour. What's an hour? Ben and Jerry's, the cookies and cream. No? Cookie dough. Cookie dough. Ben and the Jerry's. The one I said from the start's the best one. 
Ben and Jerry's cookie dough ice cream. It's my new favorite. I didn't like it in the beginning. It was like a meh. And now I'm like obsessed. Well, there's still one in the freezer. No, there's, is there? Not the cookie dough one, the one no, you I turned. Oh. That hazelnut was disgusting. Yeah, I wanted to say just rant on a bad flavor. The hazelnut sundae. Anything with the sundaes? Ew. What is that stuff on top? It don't taste it. I literally just chucked it out the drain. It's a no-go. Um, other things to notice, I, I find that I do that a lot. So I'll find a new song and I will overplay it. Listen to the shit out of it. I will listen to the shit out of it. Okay, I will it? make full use of that song. I will run my best times. I will cycle my best times and I'll gym the fuck out of that song. Okay, and then a week later, I do not want to hear it again. It's over. New song. Luckily, there's new music coming out on the walls all this time. So it, I can keep this behavior up. What's the song of the week? Song of the week is definitely the drum and bass song that I played for you in the car today, and you were like, "What's it called?" Like all the other ones, I don't know, because I'm playing and I have a playlist. Yes, play, and not play it. Get copyright written. It's probably wrote. an old song, but for me, it's new because I've recently discovered it. Oh, there's a few now. It's a subsonic song and UKF K Motions called High Notes. Oh, the adverts in this country on SoundCloud. Insane. Insane. SoundCloud actually has adverts here, which is ridiculous. And if you don't have Spreebian, I don't think anyone else uses SoundCloud but us two, though. It's at work, they do. Really? Because yeah. I'm just like, when I talk about SoundCloud, back in South Africa, everyone's like, what? What? If you're not on premium on Spotify, the adverts are insane. I'm. The adverts. What did it say? If you're not on premium on Spotify, the adverts are insane. It's like three adverts between a song. Mm. So it's a full minute and a half and they're 30, 30 second adverts at a time. So you sit there for a minute and a half doing reps and you're hating your life because you're waiting for the next banger. Yeah. My song of the week, I'm Steve. Oh, do you like it now? <laughs> what do you mean? I played it for you. It was a random that came on because you've played I'm the Steve. other one. Well, this one, yeah, showing the word song name here. No. Anyway, on that high note, I think that's the first episode done, dusted. Let's see how it turns out. If I have more cool stories, I'll have something to talk about. Yeah. But other than the loving, breathing, being veterinary, we'll see where this year takes us. Yeah, if you've gotten to it, thank you, and I'm sorry. <laughs> Please give a like and uh, go listen to us on um, podcast, uh, Apple podcast and all the podcasts. I don't even know how to do that, but we'll try and put it on we'll there. We'll start with YouTube. We'll try and put it on all the platforms and please go follow our page um, on Instagram that we don't page. have yet. And please go and watch our reels on TikTok. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Cool. Bye. Cheers. Love you. Okay.